So many Americans are really frustrated with the GOP, the Republican Party, myself being one of them. Today, I've got a special guest that is going to be talking with us about the precinct committee man strategy. My friend Jim with Play Harder Radio is going to tell us what this is about and how you can get involved. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Planning Podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are a group of like-minded ladies and gentlemen here in the state of Washington. We are working hard to forward the conservative movement here in a very deep blue state. We're working to elect conservative candidates, educate and empower Washington citizens to stand up and speak up and take real action that can create change. It's definitely a challenge in a radical left state like Washington, but we are not going to give up. We are going to stay in the fight. If you are not in the state of Washington, I've got exciting news. We will be launching our national platform, Conservative Ladies of America, later this fall. So please stay tuned for more information on that. In the meantime, you can learn more about what we're doing and how you can get involved by visiting our website, conservativeladiesofwa.com. That's conservativeladiesofwa.com. Well, I'm very excited today to have my friend Jim of Play Harder Radio with us to talk about the precinct committee man strategy. And this is an, a way that everybody can get involved and take action and that we can actually turn the Republican Party around and really get conservatives to have the dominant voice in the party. So I'm really excited for you to hear from Jim. Please do yourself a favor and follow Jim. I've got all of his contact information and where you can find him on social media in the notes today, as well as links to all the information that we're going to be chatting about. So without further ado, let's hear from Jim. Jim, I am so excited that you are joining me today on the Women's Planning Podcast. It was an honor to be on Play Harder Radio with you a couple of weeks ago, and you and I have kind of been uh, getting to know each other on Twitter, and that's kind of, I believe, where we got connected, and your um, Play Harder Radio is a sports and patriot broadcasting site. Is Did I get that right? You got it right. I mean, that's what my intro says, but it hasn't been too much. It has hardly, you know what? The only sports really these days is when I bash on LeBron James or somebody like that. <laughs> right. Uh, it seems like all of professional sports and even college and probably high school even has gone totally woke. And I know we stopped watching NFL football here in Seattle. We were diehard Seahawks fans. For a long time. Right. And I think we stopped watching probably in 2019. Right. At least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a few games off and on, but as soon as Kaepernick started kneeling and they started standing behind it, I started uh, peeling away. And so, you know, it was NFL football, you know what? And I think it really got bad during uh, 2020 uh, with George Floyd. Because everybody, yes. the Black Lives Matter movement came out and everybody came out with their 
woke agenda, all the leagues, uh, National Hockey League, not so much. I still watch some hockey, but baseball, uh, you know, I know good guys in Major League Baseball who don't support the agenda that they've got going on that, that they're supporting, but it's their job. It's really tough that way sometimes to, uh, to disregard something you've loved for so long. Yeah. But I think that is what's, you know, it's what it takes to get back to where we need to get. Yeah, I agree. I think that if enough people are willing to uh, set aside their love for the game and step up their love for the country, you know, because really that's that's where we're at. And if we want to get these people to change what they're doing and change this woke agenda, it's going to be, you know, money talks. And if enough people are willing to walk away from it because of the the woke agenda that they're pushing, I think that that would, would change things for them because they're all about their bottom line. Jesse Kelly uh, does a syndicated show and he said, you know, put your money where your morals are. Yes. Are we going to do that or not? And, you know, my, I, and I came across Jesse, I'd seen him on Twitter, but my brother, like, he goes, I think you push some people away with your passion and anger. <laughs> about what's going on. So if you can find a more uh, congenial way of putting it out there, you know. So I I that I listened to Jesse and I must I must have listened to the same show that he was talking about Jesse's uh, technique for disarming people and and talking about the bad things that are going on. But uh, I got what he was what he was saying. So I've tried to. Uh, take the edge off a little bit, I guess, because I'm, I, my, my country is just an imperceptible hair below my kids. Yeah. And, and then everybody else is after that. So if you met, I mean, you and I have connected because of your kids. Right. And, and which I think is, you know, this precinct strategy thing and the, uh, the attack on our children and the coming for our, ch for our children are the two are the number one and number two things that I kind of have my mind focused on as politically. And yeah. So, and uh, I'd like to dig into that. So just to give the listeners a bit of background, I was aware of this precinct committee man strategy a couple of years ago when I started conservative ladies of Washington, someone put that on my radar and I, looked into it and I thought, yeah, this, this seems to be what we need to do. And so I encouraged our members to sign up to become a PCO. And there was so much frustration here in the GOP in various different counties throughout Washington, where people weren't getting the information they needed. Um, they weren't being uh, utilized property, properly. They weren't being trained and people got frustrated and I got frustrated. And I was like, well, forget it. I'm not going to help you get PCOs then. Um, but then when I saw you sharing out this information, I thought, you know, Jim is right. And this is something that we need to do. This is really the way that we turn the party around. I don't see that there's any other way unless we start infiltrating from the precinct committee man level. So talk to me about, you know, what you know, what your involvement is. I know you have recently become a precinct committee man. So um, how did you decide to sign up to do that? Well, I came across Dan Schultz, 
who is really the one pushing the strategy right now, the heart. I mean, he has precinctstrategy.com. And I came across him on Steve Bannon's War Room. And Steve is really pushing the precinct strategy, along with many other people. I mean, I was looking today because I, I knew this was our topic, but Charlie Kirk's talked about it on the way to the Democrats don't want it because we're taking away their uh, the opposition to uh, the Republican Party. I mean, we we control he. The Republicans, you said you were frustrated with it up there, and I get it because the Republican establishment does not want conservative precinct committeemen. Correct. Right now, uh, there's a graphic. I, I sent you a link to a, a Dan's um, PowerPoint on becoming a precinct committeeman and why it's important and some of the steps you can take and, and the whys and and uh, strategies behind it. And one of the things he shows on there is right now we've got about out of 400,000 precinct committeemen spots, 200,000 of those are vacant. Wow. And that's nationwide, 400,000 nationwide. Right, nationwide. And so uh, about 100,000 of those are moderates and about 100,000 of those are uh, conservatives. Or, you know, the uh, domestic terrorist MAGA Republicans. Right. Yes. Right. So his the strategy right now is to fill those 200,000 spots. So right now we've got a 50-50 party. It's weak. Yes. There's no commitment to the values. Right. Right. And so if we can fill those 200,000 spots with uh, conservative uh, Republicans, we can take over the party. And have 70 for 75 percent, a three to one majority in the party, and we can take over the party, and we've got a strong principled party again. Because right now it's 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 a rhino, you know, it's half rhinos. Right. And I see it in our local meetings. I live in the maybe the reddest county in Florida, in the panhandle. I'm the farthest east county in Florida, farthest west, farthest west. <clears throat> We're all, I'm in the central time zone. I'm so far uh, west. That's right. Florida. You're in Pensacola, right? Yeah, in yeah. Pensacola. And so uh, even there in the meetings, I get frustrated listening because I don't really have a voice yet. Uh, yesterday was my third meeting. I filled out the uh, form. So I should be official when I go to the next meeting. Awesome. I don't know, I don't know if they'll contact me between now and then, but uh I've said to a few people, I'm like, they're not, uh, half of them are not going to like me very much. And that's okay. In fact, that's kind of a good thing. And you just need to be perseverant and um, stick with it and get some friends on board with you. Yeah. And so it's really, it's, you know, when I was, uh, when I had <clears throat> Tiffany Justice on with Moms for Liberty and so, uh, you know, she said, it's not enough to go on podcasts or listen to, you know, and say, you know, what you hate about what's going on or what we should do. It's not enough to listen to podcasts. It's not enough to <clears throat> just talk with your friends. You've got to get off your butt and go do something about it. And if I'm going to put my money where my morals are, uh, and, and if indeed my country is as important as my kids are, which it is, 
uh, I decided I was going to do this. And so three months in a row, I've been to the meetings. Uh, they don't seem all that interested in some of us, really, which is, is funny, Shock. you know, in a red, in a red county, you know. And so, uh, you know, they, they don't think they have any, they think that the uh, elections there in Escambia County are, I, they're free elections, of course, and they're pretty good elections, but there's still uh, corruption in the elections. I, you know, there's people, I have friends that are like, we don't mail out ballots without, unless if people don't, if people don't uh, request them, we don't mail out ballots. I had a poll worker in the meeting last night speak up and say, because they're asking different questions about how to handle certain situations and other poll workers, Democrats or whatever, will lie to people <clears throat> about what they can and can't do in the, at, the, at the polls. But uh, they said they had somebody come in and say, Here, I, I got this in the mail. I didn't even ask for it. So stuff is happening everywhere. I don't care how red your area is, you know, it's happening. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, you know, I talk about that on the podcast is, you know, people in red states, you can't sit back and, you know, be complacent and think that everything's just going along fine. People in red states need to wake up and start fighting. And like you said, take action, put your money where your morals are, get in the game and start fighting because the left is infiltrating every single inch of this country. They're not just going to go, oh, it's Florida. We won't go there. Right. I mean, they're especially focused on us. Sure. Because they want us. You know, they're, I mean, and I mean, you just look to the links that Charlie Chris is going to uh, as running for governor against um, Ron DeSantis and the lies that he tells. It's just mind boggling the just bold faced, blatant lies he tells on national t on CNN or wherever he's at. And about how I thank God that Joe Biden's our president. And I'm like, seriously? You know, Joe Biden and, and, the, and the work that Barack Obama did. And I'm like, so I, I have to, you know, reply. And I'm like, that's really the hill you want to die on? The two most destructive presidents in U.S. history to our republic? Yeah. Well, from so what we I really heard today, to... we've got DeSantis is far, far ahead of Christ. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, you know, but I don't want to take anything for granted. Absolutely right? not. Totally you know, and that was that was another thing in the in this. Uh, let me see if I can find my notes here. Twenty five percent, at least twenty five percent of Republicans don't vote. I think that is low. I would say right. even more. And depending I, I on the state, that. maybe is that specific? Is that nationwide or is that specific to Florida? You know, he said that in the beginning, but then he came down and he said 40% typically don't vote in the general election. Wow. 40%. And so then he gave some numbers from Ohio just had an open primary this year, their open primary for the Republican Senate seat, 13.5% of eligible voters voted. Pennsylvania, same thing, uh, closed Republican Senate race, 32% voted. Oregon, a closed Republican governor's race, 46% voted. Wow. Of eligible voters. That's horrible. That is absolutely horrible. 
it's shameful. And, you know, and I, I had this problem a lot when I was with uh, or at the 2020 election. Uh, a lot of the Christians didn't want to vote for Trump, you know, right. because um, he offended, you know, his he, he was mean, you know, orange man, bad. Yeah. Mean, mean tweets. I'm like, you got to wake up at what the at, at, at what the. If you if people won't recognize the pure evil that they're trying to perpetuate on us and and, and even doing it through our children, you know, there's not much hope. They've got to wake up to that. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, I get so frustrated and I honestly don't know what does it take for people to wake up? How far, you know, in the ditch? does America have to get before people wake up and realize that they have to get in the game and do something or we're going to lose this? I, um, I have a person that I know uh, and they are one of the best people I know. And I mentioned uh, they go to Starbucks every day. Mm. And I made an off the cuff comment. I'm like, what you going to Starbucks for? I'm trying not to say a name. <laughs> and and they're like, well, why shouldn't I go to Starbucks? And that was another thing that uh, that uh, Dan Schultz said in that link that I sent you is that over fifty percent, high forty percent of the of the voters out there don't even know what's going on out there in any way, shape, or form. I believe they're that. not on social media. They don't watch any uh, alternate news sources. They don't listen to podcasts. Uh, they don't pay attention as long as their life is, if, if they're not being, you know, yeah, there's some inflation, but as long as I'm not being inconvenienced with my kids and I like my school at the moment and everything's copacetic, then I'm fine. I'm not yep. going to worry about it. I just want to live my life and be happy. You know, and that's one, I'll tell you one of the things that got me involved with or that really made me um, pay attention to precinct strategy is because when Dan Schultz was on there, one of the first, the first, the very first thing he brings up when he's talking is one of the penalties, it's a quote, one of the penalties for refusing to participate in politics is that you end up being governed by your inferiors. And that's Plato said that. Yeah. centuries ago right and that is really true because we're really governed by some incredible idiots yes yes we are in both in both parties yes and you exactly and you've talked and you talked about it up there uh in one of your earlier podcasts yeah you know how tough and you just said trying to be a precinct committeeman how tough it was and they don't want us. They want a compliant, uh, go along to get along. When it's our turn, we'll govern. Uh, do as you're told. Don't follow your convictions. Party. And we have to take that back over. Yep, I agree. Can you explain the precinct strategy for people who don't like some people might be listening to this and they're like, what's a precinct committee man anyway? Can you explain just basically how the whole system is set up and then also what the strategy is? So it's pretty simple. 
for for me, and I would guess it's pretty uh, similar in most counties. I don't know, but for me in my county, before I could join the Scambia County GOP Executive Committee, which is the Republican Party in Escambia County, I had to go to three meetings. So you go to three consecutive meetings and now you have a voting voice. Okay. So you're able to vote and make your voice heard in the local Republican Party. Now, I just want to interject here in Washington, the way it works is you do, I don't believe there's a minimum number of meetings that you have to attend, but you either have to be elected or you can be appointed by the county chairperson. Man, that's that could be tough for you. For somebody sure. like you, who's a yeah. conservative to get appointed. Exactly. Right. Right. So and what and, and so you'll have to find out there's if you go to precinctstrategy.com. He's got a one minute video tab right when you open up the page, which uh, explains the strategy pretty well. But the thing that uh, that you've got going on there. Let me see. I want to make sure I got it. Get this right. So if you're a precinct committeeman, you elect the local precinct or uh, county chairman. Right. OK. Those local chairmen elect the state delegates. The state delegates elect the national delegates. So you have a voice over who's in control. And that's why we need to get a three quart, get that three quarters majority uh, and, and get conservatives and take it over with conservatives. Yeah, it's, it's that really, voting privilege that is really what we're what we we're decide after. the people. Yeah. And when you look at it, I saw something the other day, you know, uh, uh, I don't know if it is it Rona McDaniel. Yeah, Rona McDaniel. Of the, RNC the chairman. Yeah. Um, you know, she's freaking Mitt Romney's niece. Yeah. I mean, that's just worthless trash. Yeah. Right. So we could change that, but it starts at the grassroots locally. You know, they, the, the Democrats sent the DNC sent a thousand lawyers to Arizona. Uh, of course they to, did. uh, you know, to oppose the, uh, Forensic audit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The 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 RNC sent nobody. Unbelievable. Sent nobody. Now they listed some things last night that they did that were that, and I don't recall all of them, but some stuff that they opposed that was good. But when we're not see, they're not. They don't want to get into this vote thing. They don't want to get into this election integrity thing. They right. like it this way. They use it to their advantage too. You know, 100%. how does a, you know, uh, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and, you know, when when Tim Scott, Tim Scott is somebody I really liked. You know, for a long out of South Carolina, until about five minutes ago until well, no, until about uh, when what, what was the date of the raid? Whenever the it was about it was about a month ago. Yeah, about a month yeah. ago. And he said, well, let's just let it play out and see what happens. Sure. And I'm like, what? You know, it, it was a travesty. Yeah. But nobody will nobody will stand up. The silent majority needs to wake up. Well, and I know you've heard me say it many times, but, you know, there's nothing uh, good about being the silent majority. There's nothing virtuous about being silent. I mean, what good is a majority <laughs> if you're just going to be silent and not do anything? 
Uh, all that evil needs to prevail is for good men to stand by and do nothing. Yep. And we've but got like a lot I of said, that going on. If your little world isn't, uh, you know, if your little world isn't ruffled, if your feathers aren't ruffled in your little world, then you're not going to do anything about it. Right. You know, and I don't really, I don't, you can, <laughs> I don't, I don't give a crap what people think of me. Too many people think of me. No, I really, I don't, because I know that my, uh, patriotism it almost sounds cliche-ish or whatever but it's it's pure and i we aren't teaching people to love you know ron DeSantis said i'm not going to use florida tax dollars to teach our kids to uh, be divisive to hate each other and to hate america and there's more of that going on than teaching people how to love america yeah and I, I mean, I still get teary eyed during the national anthem. What the, you know, I know I get chills every time, it's, every time, you know, I'll tell you what, they start the, uh, the committee meetings with, um, prayer and then the, the, um, pledge of allegiance, which is really nice. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, it's definitely a start and I probably should have a more positive outlook as how I'm going to be received. But uh, one of my friends uh, who I met in my first meeting, I believe, is Jordan Carr, who ran for, she's an America First. Uh, she was an America First candidate for District 2 uh, here in Pensacola, in the in Escambia County, in the Escambia, Santa Rosa County. It kind of overlaps. And uh, I think she came in, she came in second or third to um, Alexandre, who was one of Matt's gate. Matt Gates guys, but establishment people won all those races in Florida, believe it or not. Now, isn't uh, this guy that's one of Matt Gates's guys is that's good though, right? Because he's America first. <laughs> yes. He's, 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 there's, there's an established, I, I still think there's an establishment, um, some, some establishment mixed in there. Gotcha. I, you know, and I went to, I went to two Matt Gates uh, functions about three weeks ago, a rally on Saturday where Rebecca Jones is, uh, was uh, um, picketing out front and her, and her crew, the Democrat uh, oh, right. uh, opponent. And they got, <laughs> it started raining so hard right after we all got in and it was pouring on. It was funny. And then I went to a luncheon with him and with Matt and Lauren Bober. But uh, Jim, Jim, uh, why am I drawing a blank? From Ohio. Oh, Jim, Jim Jordan. Jordan. Jim Jordan was there on Saturday with Matt. And that, that gives me a lot of comfort. Yeah, I like Jim a I, lot. I think Jim is, uh, and Matt said this at that rally. He said, you know, how about Jim Jordan for the next Speaker of the House? Yes. I would love that. I, would I saw I saw Bill Mayer on a clip that uh, Dave Rubin had on his show today or yesterday that said, we're just going to, he goes, we're just going to get thumped in the midterms. I think so. But you know what? What's interesting to me is, you know, Fox News uh, has run stories about, well, maybe it won't be the red wave we think it is. 
Uh, the Wall Street Journal had a poll out the other day that said moderates are leaning towards Democrats. And I'm like, moderate independents are leaning towards Democrats. And I'm like, how is that? Is how can it, you in this it, economy, how can you are, have any sanity and lean Democrat? I are you leaning? It. Are you leaning Democrat because we've had the highest inflation in 40 years or because your 401k is down going right. on 20 percent? Yeah. Is, which one of those, you know, are leaning you to vote Republican or I mean, vote Democrat? Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just it's mind boggling. But it's, we've got, you know, I'm having a hard time. I haven't gotten anybody to join with me yet. I think I've got one this morning that's going to join with me, but I haven't gotten anybody to join with me yet. I'm stunned. Well, let me ask us- you this. How much of a time commitment would you say that uh, that, that is going to be for you? Dan mentioned in the first uh, video that I saw on War Room that it's, you know, maybe it could end up being maybe a couple hours a month, two or three hours a month. So, so that's, that's for- really minimal. Very minimal. Like you spend, you spend how many hours scrolling mindlessly through Facebook and Instagram? I bet, oh. I bet anyone could afford two to three hours a month doing precinct committee work. I'm not permitted by my conscience to admit what my screen time is <laughs> on my phone. I might be disowned by my. Uh... We won't ask you that because you're <laughs> stepping up and, and doing the work. So. I don't feel that there. I feel, I don't feel like I'm doing enough though. You know, I, I think the show gets some, you know, I've, I've, uh, we're stirring up some things with the show. I have some great guests. The show that we did with you, uh, brought a lot to light for people. Uh, I'm trying, I'm starting to get people are, people are retweeting the precinct strategy stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. And and I, you know, I know you you posted it, you you tweeted it and you said, why aren't people sharing this? And and I totally get it. And that's why, you know, I did share it. I've got, you know, my Facebook groups where that's where most of uh my members are that would be inclined to sign up for for a P to be a PCO, precinct committee officer. Um, but I I I totally agree with you. And that's why I wanted us to chat about it today. Um, I think, you know, you're doing great things with play harder radio and bringing, you know, like even just the story that, you know, that happened with my kids that you allowed me to share, you know, those are, these are stories and, you know, real realities that are happening to American people that we need to be getting the word out. So I think, you know, for people like yourself and, and like me, who, if you have a megaphone, you have to use it. You have a responsibility to do what you can to wake people up. Like I, like I just said, I mean, for evil to prevail, all that it takes is for good men, good men to, to know what's happening and stand by and do nothing about it. That's right. And, you know, I know you and I are, are both Christians and, and I have a lot of Christian friends who, you know, they're just like, I'm just waiting for Jesus to come back. And so I'm just going to like hang out in my house with my Bible and my family and just pray and wait for Jesus to come back. And those are all good things, but I do believe, and I don't have the scripture memorized, nor do I have it handy, but I do believe that there is a scripture that backs up the idea that Jesus doesn't want us to sit around and wait for him. He wants us to be working when he comes back. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. To be active. Uh, you know, the uh, in the Old Testament, I guess, the uh, parable of the hidden town ta- of the 
uh, what's the, not hidden talents, wasted talents, where he sent the, um, uh, his, I think it was his three kids out and one, you know, with a certain amount of talents and one invested his and came back. Oh yeah. That's it. new Testament, but I forget which, uh, one buried them. Yep. One buried them, came back and they were the same. And one just went out and squandered it all. Yep. And, uh, you know, basically the one that really took the hit, I believe this is bad that I can't say that I went to Sunday school that many times and don't know this that well, but, uh, you know, was the guy that went out and just buried his talents. Yep. Right. Yep. And the, the point being, you're not using the gifts that you've been given. Right. That's the sin. I think that's the, the moral. Of the, that's the point of the story. The sin is not using what you've been given. And everybody has been given a gift to do something, whether that's becoming a precinct committee man, whether it's running for the school board or just showing up at a school board meeting going out and telling five friends to vote. I mean, there's so many different levels of action that people can do that, you know, people just need to pray and ask, you know, God, what is it you want me to be doing during this time? Because I guarantee God will answer and give you something to do. If you will give yourself a little quiet time when you ask, the answers come. Yes. You will be, you will be, it's, I, he's, it's not going to be a thunderstorm that turns into words in the sky, uh, you know, or whatever it's, it, it comes to you. Yeah. It comes to you. The Holy right. spirit is our, our, uh, intuition. It's it, a matter it of, like you. you said, being quiet and listening for the Holy spirit to direct you. And yeah, it may not come right away and it may not, you know, it's not necessarily, usually it's not an audible voice. You know, it's just something you feel in your spirit and, you know, for everybody to, to heed that voice and to step up and take, take whatever action they are being called to take. Um, Mark 11, 20, see, I, we have to believe, we have to believe, uh, just, I can't be sitting around and wait for Jesus to come back with your Bible. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, uh, offended by that. You know, like, uh, we'll go out and take the beating for you while you sit at home. Well, as Christians, (laughs) we have a responsibility to be involved in our government. And that is in the Bible. And, you know, as Americans, you know, when I joined my church here in Washington, uh, we joined in 2015 and it's an assemblies of God church. (sighs) And we had to go through a membership class and then we had to actually sign a document when we became members. And in that document, we signed that we would vote in election. Mm. And I, Jim, I hadn't voted since 2004. And so the next election that came was 2016, Donald Trump. And I, that was the next time I voted. So it, it had been 12 years. Did you vote for him? For Trump? Yeah. Oh, yes. Somebody told me the other day they didn't vote for Trump in 16. And I was like, oh, what was the other option? I mean, Hillary was not an option. uh, The devil. Right. That's probably the worst person and one of the worst people in the world. Yeah, that the Clintons are very evil. And, you know, that's, that's a whole other episode, which I hope you'll come back. This has been really fun, but that, you know, we are, we are seeing a spiritual battle 
like never before in our lifetime. And it's- uh, we have to, uh, it's, it didn't come from the, uh, from the Bible or uh, because faith and belief is, are the two things that we need to have. But we have to, because everybody's like, oh, we're losing the country. We're losing the country. We're losing the country. And I get so uh, upset about that because we're going to win. We will prevail. There will be a reckoning for those people. They're not going to get away with what they're doing to kids. That's right. No. The problem, you know, that if you listen to a lot of people is we have to get enough people. If you showed, if, if you came out right now and all the news agencies would put out there the disgusting things that are being done to children uh, by the left, the progressive left in these secret societies and such. And, and, and you showed them the pictures of these travesties. Those, those aren't even good enough words no. to what's going on, right? Uh, horrific sins against humanity. They wouldn't, it wouldn't be enough because not enough are woke up yet. Right. Or awake. And I think and that's that a lot of the things that are happening to children right now are truly beyond our comprehension. Like it's hard to wrap your brain around the idea that people are actually doing this to our children. And so I think these people who aren't really awake, they hear that this is going on, but they just can't that whole normalcy bias kind of thing. They can't, they can't process it. And so they just ignore it and choose. They choose not to take action on it. They choose not to know they choose to live in the dark. It's more comfortable to to be, you know, uh, uh, a guy at our meeting last night, the uh, election integrity guy, Tony, Anthony, Tony, said something about being ignorant, saying necessarily that ignorant, ignorance isn't necessarily a bad thing. What ignorance is, is a lack of knowledge. But a lot of people don't want to be informed. Right. Because they don't want to. They, they, I don't think mo- many can deal with it. I agree. I know people now that get so upset about the things that are going on. And I'm like, a lot of that's, I mean, you know, New York city's just getting flushed down the toilet by those people. And, and, and you know what, they made their bet in New York city. Well, they've told all the Republicans, they've told them to go live in Florida. So what did, what do they think is going to happen? (laughs) The Republicans are going to move to Florida. Well, that'll be the, uh, that'll be the segue. That comment right there can be the segue for, for what we were going to originally talk about yes, tonight. Yes, absolutely. Don't, don't bring your crap to my state. Absolutely. You can come here, but, uh, you know, yeah. don't, bring that, don't bring the stuff you hated so badly that you had to leave. Exactly. And don't, well, we'll, we'll save this for, uh, maybe we can uh, do an episode on that next week about don't go to a red state and just kick back and, and relax. Right. You've got to go and get in the fight. Um, and I think we're right about the time where you like to close it up, but I want to go over one more thing on the yes, precinct strategy do. stuff yeah. that Dan, that, that how he starts off the PowerPoint with, but there's three things that you've got to do, uh, vote in person. If any way possible, yeah. you need to vote in person. That's what happened with Carrie Lake in Arizona. There was the, there were these leads for, I can't remember who her opponent was in the primary, but 
the uh, the the in the day of voting. You know, she won every county, and we have to show up like that. You know, we have um, Joe Kent here in Washington uh, running for Congress right. in our third district, and he was really like what what he told his people to do, and what and what we told our people to do was hold your ballot until election day, and you hand deliver it to either a ballot drop box or you hand deliver it to the um, county auditor. And right. so it was all of those election day ballots were heavily for Joe. So his well, people got the message and people did what what he asked. I have to believe that that's going to with the economy going the way it is with the uh, with with what in the world happened in Seattle. Uh, during 2020, yeah, and 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 going forward, you know, Minneapolis, Minneapolis murder rates up 113 percent. Jeez, they're 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 like a third world country there now. They have about a third the police force that they need. Seattle's but, not uh, far behind. We might even be ahead. Yeah. But go ahead with your. You've got point two. Um, point two: become a poll worker or a poll watcher. Um, save your Republic. I think it's saveyourrepublic.org will tell you where you can go. Perfect. For, and we'll have uh, all yeah. of the, all of these links are in the show notes. So you can go to the show notes and, and navigate your way around all this stuff that we're talking about today. And then there, so the, when you go to precinctstrategy.com, there's three buttons. Now, one of them is the one minute video intro to precinct strategy. Another one is uh, the third button on the page is for Votify Now. It's a Votify Now uh, app. And you can get that at votifynow.org. But, but just go to Precinct Strategy and click on the button. And I haven't researched that yet. But those are the three things you need to do. And, uh, you know, and Dan said, he said, when you look at it and we decide what the, and you try to find out what the problem with the, um, Republican Party is, we are the problem. If, if you're not a priest, if you're not a precinct committeeman, if you're not a poll watcher, if you're not a poll worker, if you won't take an hour to, uh, and you can get all this stuff too for what I'm, for calling and knocking on doors from your uh, local party. They will give you the likely voters and they'll give you the voters. You can know who, you will know who the voters are who are registered, but don't vote. And those are the ones you want to contact and get to get the vote out. So um, those three things, vote in person, become a poll worker, a poll watcher, or, uh, and, and get the Votify, uh, Votify Now app. And, awesome. Uh, you can get started. It's really not that much. You know, they're talking about, you know, just go make an hour's worth of phone calls. Just go knock on doors for an hour. Yeah. And if, you know, if that's a little intimidating to you, grab a friend, grab your dog, grab your husband, grab your wife and, and just go, you know, get out in your neighborhood. It's your, your precinct is going to be your neighborhood. So it's a great you're, way to meet the people around you too. You're not going to talk to uh, Democrat voters. You're going to talk to people who believe largely what you and I believe, what, what you believe. So I wouldn't have to knock on any doors in my precinct is what you're saying. <laughs> That's horrible, isn't it? It is horrible. <laughs> we know if there's an American flag on the house, they might be friendly towards us. 
do you remember our conversation? I got two more things and I'll let you go. Okay. Our, our, our fitness conversation from yes. the podcast when you were yep. on my podcast. Yep. Did you, I saw a clip from, uh, on louder with Crowder for the uh, golden globes. I didn't everyone, see. everyone. Oh, plus really plus, plus 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 it's the um fat acceptance movement right and also brian stelter has been awarded a harvard fellowship i heard that i was watching greg gutfeld last night and kat timpf was talking about how she wants to go take his class yeah he's going to be talking to kids about saving our democracy fabulous and just so everybody knows that saving our that that saving our democracy crap and we're the greatest threat to democracy. First of all, we're not a democracy. We're not a democracy. Right. We're a republic. Right. A constitutional republic. And uh, their strategy, if you want to know what their strategy is, Hillary Clinton did her thesis on Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. And that is the playbook that they've been using for even before he wrote it, I think in the 60s, but in the last 50 years, they've been using that label. Wow. So Yikes. that's where you can get started. And they are organized, aren't they? Uh, and, they're, and they are a cohesive unit. Yep, they are. You ever hear any one of them say one bad thing about one of their people? Nope, nope. Right? And I'm not saying that we shouldn't, like, like, uh, you know, I want I want Kevin McCarthy gone. I want yeah. Mitch McConnell gone. I want Lindsey Graham gone. I can, you know, the ones you want are the ones they attack. Right. <laughs> we want right. to keep Mar MTG and Jim right. Jordan and Matt Gates and uh, Lauren Boebert. Ooh, she's tiny, by the way. I know Thomas I Massey. I love Thomas Massey. Yeah, Thomas Massey. There's uh, there's a lot of good people. We need to identify them, but uh, yeah. and and help them. Yes, I totally agree. So, well, Jim, this has been really fun. You have great information and I hope that everybody that's listening to us today will share this information because it's important and we need to get people learning about what this is all about. And please consider becoming a precinct committee man, precinct committee officer. And it's a great way to step up and take action and doesn't require a lot of time. Uh, really, it doesn't. A couple hours a month is is really a small uh, time price to pay for our Republic. So Jim, I hope that we yeah, can do we, this again uh, real soon. Go ahead. You just let me know and I'd be yeah. happy to, uh, you and I, uh, we have, a, I think we have good chemistry in, uh, and I think it's a passion for our country. Yes, for sure. Uh, you know, and, and also we have a connection with, uh, both our girl, we have both have girls named Hannah. So that's right. That's right. With an H on the end, I, I believe. That's right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and we're going to do that episode on, on don't take your, your radical leftist politics to a red state. So maybe we can bring that to the, the woman's planning podcast next week. Who would have thought that this, um, one of the people that comes on my show, Tia, she teases me about being, uh, uh, one of the uh, most toxic uh, male, what is it? Toxic, toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Yeah, that I'm bad with toxic masculinity. So who would have thought that this toxic masculinity guy would be on a podcast called Woman's Planning? I know. But here I am. You'll have so. to send her the link to the to the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I definitely will. But this yes, let's do it next week if you want. But uh, right. just let me know. 
that's we'll do it. All right, everybody, you can spe- expect Jim back on women's planning again next week. If they want. They want. <laughs> I decide. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed hearing about the PCO strategy, and I hope that you will consider getting active and getting involved in your local precinct and possibly stepping up and becoming a precinct committee officer. Please be sure to visit the links below, share them with your friends, share this episode with your friends, and please be sure to rate the podcast if you haven't done so already and subscribe. That really helps us reach more listeners. As per usual, if you've got a topic that you'd like to have me address on an upcoming episode, I would love to hear from you. All of my contact info is in the show notes, and I look forward to chatting with you again next time. 